Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, and with me is Kevin. Kevin's the star of the show. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing good, Lee. How about yourself? I can't complain. Did you have a good uh, Thanksgiving? I did, yeah. It was uh, pretty low-key. just had the family over. How about you? Yeah, same. Uh, did you watch any football? I watched pretty much all the football. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you were watching the football, um, when you when we see the Lions lose continuously but close games, how concerned are you for later in the season for the Lions getting their first one against Seattle? Yeah, I'm afraid of that. I'm also afraid that the Seahawks may be the Lions next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way they're yeah. going, but it's a concern. I mean, they're they're getting close and uh you know, one mistake on the other side and it's it's they're going to get a win. They're yeah. they're going to get one win at least, I think, you know. Yeah. I mean, they it's it's funny the Lions went what 0 and 16. Now, it's been a few years ago now, but that team was terrible. This team is also terrible, but they don't seem to be just atrocious. Like, I mean, they're coming close. They just don't have, you know, but we're not here to talk Lions, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that's that's a concern. I can see the way the pl- season's playing out that the Lions get their first one of the season against Seattle later in the, in the season. But, um, you know, week looking back on the Cardinals game against the future Hall of Famer Colt McCoy, obviously, if he played the Seahawks all the time, he would be anyway. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, that was, uh, you know what? Like I said last week, I said if if they don't play, if Kyler Murray doesn't play, we should win the game. Well, Kyler Murray didn't play, DeAndre Hopkins didn't play, and we still didn't win the game. I mean, like and like you said, Colt McCoy, what over 300 yards? He how many incomplete passes? Maybe 10. I mean, that's ridiculous. I think he was 26 of 32. God, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, he and it was that over the middle stuff, you know? Exactly. Yep, and they talk about it every every week on seven ten uh, ESPN Seattle. They they say every week it's like this is the issue. The linebackers are being taught to instead of dropping back ten to twelve yards, they're dropping back six yards, six to eight yards. Well, it, they say it every week. It needs to be fixed, and that clearly that's the issue, right? I mean, they're just not. I mean. Fine. If something gets caught in front of you, it is what it is, you know. But but those linebackers, Brooks and and Wagner, can both come in and tackle and hopefully stop somebody short of a first down. And if you're getting those kind of plays, at least you're not getting chunk plays. But they just throw it over the linebackers. I, I don't care who the quarterback is, Colt McCoy. They just throw it right over the linebackers, and the middle of the field has been open all season long. And it's like it's it's like you know what's the definition of insanity right keep doing the same thing thinking expecting different results but that's that's all they've done i, I just it's so frustrating it's so, it's ridiculous it's almost like intentional that they're doing that 
Well, yeah, it's, and it's not just this season. I mean, if you go back, that's been a, a problem with this team for a long time is that those – remember the, a few years ago, tight ends used to kill us, and that's what they do is they run over the middle. It's almost like there's a – I said something about this. There's almost, it's almost like there's a design in his defense, Ken Norton's defense, to leave that middle part open. And it's, it's insanity when they look at film, which I suppose they do from time to time, that that's always open. And it seems like it could be a pretty simple fix. I don't know. They watch the film, but they don't know how to fix anything. That's, that's the problem. That's worse, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. When we came into the season, we thought we everybody expected the Seahawks to not be a Super Bowl team necessarily, but be pretty good. And they're terrible at this point. And coming into the season, we thought the issue is the pass rush should be pretty good. And it's awful. The cornerbacks are going to be the issue. And the cornerbacks actually aren't that bad, which goes to show you how bad the defense is because the, de- the cornerbacks aren't that great. I mean, they missed DJ Reed, I think, quite a bit against the Cardinals. But, you know, it goes back, like we were saying, the passes over the middle. That, that's not a cornerback's issue. That's a linebacker issue and a safety issue. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the cornerbacks have been a problem, and, you know, now Trey Brown's out. I mean, it's – it's. but we knew that was a problem. We knew that was going to be a problem. And these other problems that we have, it's like, wait a minute, that was supposed to be a pretty solid, solid position for us, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost like we thought it's it's like Ken Norton Jr. relaxed or something like, OK, I've been under all this pressure, you know, whether he feels it or not. I'm not sure, but he's, he feels like maybe he's under this pressure. We've brought all the people back that we had last year when the defense actually got better in the second half of the season because they were facing bad quarterbacks. And it's like he relaxed and was just like, OK, we're just going to kind of play straight up which they've misused Jamal. I don't blame Jamal Adams for his production this year. It's not like he's not trying. They're just not blitzing him. They just don't know how to use Jamal Adams. Quandra Diggs is, he's really by far the best player, except for Bobby Wagner and maybe Jordan Brooks. But Quandra Diggs is the by far the best secondary player they have and maybe the best player overall on defense. He's a, he's a pro bowler, but I don't think anybody else is. Maybe Bobby Wagner, just amount of tackles he's made. But Wagner's not, Wagner's not having the season he was either, or having the season like he has. Yeah, Wagner was in the beginning. I mean, he was making all the tackles in the beginning. But, yeah, Diggs is playing well. Jamal, last year it seemed like they just said, okay, here, dude, you know what to do. Do what you do. If he sees something, blitz. And he blitzed, and he had, what, a sack a game, um, roughly a sack a game, which I thought he was going to have a sack a game this year for sure. But he's not blitzing as much. We know that he's not the best cover guy. Yeah, he had an interception, but um, I probably could have caught that ball <laughs> if it was if I was in that position. And I don't know what the deal is. He looks he looks confused back there a lot of times. He doesn't know where the ball is. He doesn't know where the man, or he doesn't know where the man is. He's just he's confused. And I don't know. Do they need to let just say go back to him and say, hey, do what you see. See if you see something, go for it. I mean, because we're definitely not getting pressure on the quarterback from that defensive line. So I, I don't know. Yeah, Adam says uh, two quarterback hits this year, no sacks, which is if somebody had said Jamal Adams would play every game this year and it'd be week 10 or week 11, 
and uh, and they've played 10 games and he wouldn't have any sacks, I'd be like, whatever, that's going to be ridiculous. I would think something something completely went wrong, and it has. But, you know, the part of the issue is the defense is better than the offense. <laughs> that's how bad this team is right now. Uh, Shane Waldron needs to be fired. He needs to be yeah. fired in the middle of the season, as far as I'm concerned. It's awful. Yeah, and I listened to Russell Wilson yesterday on that press conference, and I'm like, dude, I don't know what the delusion is there, but I mean, he says we just we just need to forget about the past. What is what does that even mean? I mean, because don't you look at the past to move forward and make corrections? So you got to know what you've done in the past to go forward. I mean, he says we know the plays, we got the plays. Shane's a good guy. He's the he's the guy we need. I'm like. Dude, smiles and smiles and denial is not going to win you football games. I mean, it's it's I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, I know he's a positive guy, but at some point, don't you have to say, hey, listen, um, it's not the the preparation. The preparation is not the separation anymore. We need to get to we need to figure out what's going wrong with this offense and what's going wrong with this team. And we have disappointed the fans with our start. And we need to make some adjustments and we're going to figure this out instead of saying, Oh, we just need to forget about the first 11 games of the season and uh, just move on and start at game one. And, and you know, what's interesting is he's always been the guy that's saying this game, you know, whatever the thing is, um, we're one and one, we're one and one, or we're one and oh, we're going to go yeah. one and oh. And he's talking about winning set going seven and oh, <laughs> which Nobody ever says that. I th- found that very odd that he said that because everybody's like, we need to go one and up. He's like, we wouldn't need to win these last seven games. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you kind of hit on the frustrating thing for me with Carroll is oh, I like Pete Carroll and he's been a great coach for the Seahawks. And people say, oh, I need to get rid of Carroll. That's not going to happen. He's going to be the coach if he wants to be in 2022. But and he's, you know, he's had one bad year. They are bad this season. Um, early in his tenure, they had teams that were not very good either, even though one of them made the playoffs. But I think the frustrating thing with Carroll this year is just that kind of stuff that he's saying about, oh, Waldron's a guy. Well, no, we know you're three and seven. We can see the output on the field. It sucks. It's awful. And it's getting worse. It's not getting any better. They were better at the beginning of the season for no real reason. And, and, you know, forgetting about the past. Well, this offense, Pete wanted to run the ball, right, and or run the ball more. They've gotten to where – how many passes did they throw against the Cardinals? 40 passes or something against the Cardinals? Is that right? And then they threw and, – and they didn't run. Well, you have to have a threat of a running game, and Alex Collins has not been bad. Heck, DJ Dallas didn't look bad. Just run – you're better at run blocking anyway. Just run the ball. Right, forget about the pass. That's ridiculous. But play action pass. I know that's like – 1970s football but heck it might work you got to try it you got to try something else than what you're doing it's just so frustrating um but and and i want to say this the the difference because we've both been seahawks fans for a long time and and going back when pete carroll joined the team they made tons of changes was it like 232 changes or something that first year or two whatever completely changed over the team and and the team went seven and nine. I went, I think what two of his first three years or something like that made the playoffs when beast mode run. But the difference between those teams is that he was building towards the future. Well, this, this is the future. We're in the future currently. And this team is 
bad and it's not going to be better next year and it's not going to be better the year after that because why would it be do you know how how to fix the seahawks no we don't have any draft picks so (laughs) i mean we're not going to fix it there unless we trade russell wilson for a couple of high picks but you know who knows if that's going to happen i don't i don't know that he's that sought after of a commodity you know what i mean i mean he's not he's not as quick as he was he's i don't know what the deal is but you know pete Pete says the same thing over and over again. Oh, we need to use Alton Robinson more. Really? Um, who else has been saying that? Why? Then why do you pull him out? Every time he makes exactly. a good play, you pull him out for the rest of the game. Oh, we need to run more. Uh, never heard that before. You know, we need to get this guy involved. We need to do this. Then do it. I mean, you're the coach. Don't tell us that you need to do it. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, then you know, the, the Steelers have a good defense. They're better at... at pass than they are against the run when they came out in the second half and ran the ball they ran the ball down the Steelers throat basically scored 20 points in the second half they kind of gave the Saints that was just a they did that was a non-win game because the Saints have a good defense but they they gave up against they gave up running the ball against the Packers early and that game was close until the fourth quarter late in the fourth quarter heck even this game had no reason to be close but it was still close because of the Cardinals kicker can't kick. It should have been 30 to 13 instead of 23 to 13, but you know, it was still close and, and they just give up running the ball. I, I don't know why it's, it's almost like, and I'm not saying I'm better or we're better than Pete Carroll. Cause we're not, I'm not, especially, I know that, but when you see as fans, you see things working and they go away from those things. Or like you said, Alton Robinson, it's like in his rookie year, he was making plays. And then, oh, they, oh a sack against uh, the Cowboy, Dak Prescott, you know, late in the game. Or he'll make a tackle for loss, and then they take him out. It's like, well, if you want to – I don't get the way they're using Carlos Dunlap. But if you're thinking, well, Dunlap's he's an aging veteran, even though he's not really that old. And we're not – he's you know, we're going to release him. We're going to use Alton Robinson more next year or whatever. Then why not use him – why have you not used him the last year and a half? Because he's been productive, like you pointed out. I just, I don't, it's like they don't have a plan offensively or defensively. They need to, that one fix is they need to fire both coordinators. They need to just start over. Yeah, it, it is. It's, yeah, yeah, you don't hear any, I don't, I haven't heard anything that gives me confidence that things are going to get better. I mean, you look at these other teams and they're out there making, you know, they were making trades at the end and picking people up and, you know, we want to win now and the Seahawks aren't, they're not doing that. And, you know, they made some moves in the off season. We all thought, well, Hey, that's pretty cool. And going into the season on paper, it's like, yeah, this is going to be a good team. And then it's like, wait, what, (laughs) what happened? And here we are with three wins and going into this next week, I'm Monday night. I'm not real confident. I mean, even, even though they don't have, you know, they're don't, they're missing chase young and Montez sweat. I still, it's like, well, I mean, Okay, what <laughs> what are we going to do? What does that mean? Yep, you know what's going to happen is the Redskins, Redskins, sorry about that, the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, I wish they'd just get a nickname already. It could, yeah. Maybe it's the Guardians, maybe they're still, still Cleveland's. But they're going to get the ball. Tyner, Taylor Heineke is going to do the same thing every other cornerback does against the Seahawks. He's going to throw it over the middle. They're going to eat like 38, 48 minutes of the clock. And they're going to win a game in the fourth quarter. That's exactly what I mean, because the Redskins defense, even without Young, because they, they were fine without him last game. 
or Montez Sweat. They're still good. Jonathan Allen's probably going to have six sacks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But this, the Seahawks offense is going to get on the field. They're going to have one or two good drives, but they're going to have several drives where maybe they get something going and then they have just one bad play and they lose seven yards and it kills the drive. I've never, there's no way a Seattle offense with Russell Wilson as the quarterback should go through this every game. One bad, one bad play on one drive kills the drive. They can't overcome that. Every other team overcomes that. Heck, even probably Jared Goff of the Lions is able to do that. But it's just like they get, they get it's like, okay, we had the bad play. I guess we'll set up the punt. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating. And I mean, Pete needs to be, he needs to be the guy he doesn't like being, which is disloyal. He, I, Norton Jr. was his guy in college and assistant coach in Seattle. Well, this is what his fourth year, fourth year in Seattle, fifth year. It's ridiculous. Every year's been bad. They they give up the seventh most point seventh most points in the NFL currently, and I think it's because the other teams have the ball for forty minutes of the game. So they you know they're just driving down the field scoring points thirty six percent of the time on drives. Uh, offenses score points against Seattle. It, it's just a he needs to be let go. So does Shane Waldron. But would you, and you kind of hit on this too, but Wilson, I think, is diminishing returns as far as trade value because now he's hurt his finger. He hasn't been good this year, and he's going to be 33 next year. He's still capable of being a great, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. But if you were a team and you were trying to build for, you know, several years, would you trade for Wilson at this time? There's no way I would. No, not give up a lot for him. Especially not with that salary. I mean, yeah, he's not a guy. He's, he, yeah, like good point. If is this a team you're gonna if you want to build a team? Is this the guy you're gonna bring on board to build a team around? Mm, I don't think so. Um, that's I just I really don't. Now if you if you're a veteran team and you've got a you need a quarterback, but I don't know that anybody who need who I don't know anybody that's gonna trade for him. He's just I mean a couple years ago, yeah, but he's just not. He just doesn't seem like. I mean, he, he he can't throw the ball. He never throws the ball over the middle. He can't – I don't know if it's because he throws the ball too hard or he can't see over the line or – I don't know. But those moon balls is what he throws. And, you know, he throws when he's running out. But he, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a very um, discouraging situation to be in this year. Um, with the way things are going. I, and I, like you said, I just don't see, I don't see any improvement. They're not making adjustments. They've got some key injuries now. Um, you know, as Alex Collins, the guy, I don't know. Um, he sure fights for yards and the all, majority of his yards is, is uh, on his own, but, you know, I guess they, they've switched up the run game to run off the tackle instead of run off the guard. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, their running game is just, it's basically non-existent, even though Pete wants to run more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they it's non-existent because they choose to have it non-existent, which is just it's baffling because the the almost to to a man on the offensive line. When you look at like pro fo- football focus grades, the run blocking is better than the pass blocking. And they, they choose to they choose to throw the ball more with a quarterback who has for throughout his entire career held on to the ball too long. And, you know, earlier in his career, he had 
um, a defense that, you know, okay, he took a bad sack. The defense will back him up. It's not a big deal. Or up until the last eh, couple years, especially the second half of last year into this year, he had a design of an offense where they could use it, where even if he took a bad sack, maybe they could still overcome it somehow. But this is like, I, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if he gets sacked two or three times in a row because that's just the bad, how bad the offensive line is at pass blocking. And then Wilson is at holding on to the ball. It's just, it's so frustrating. And I saw somebody, Oh, Gino needs to play. Well, Gino is not better than Russell Wilson, but the the sad part of this season is that Gino isn't worse than Russell Wilson this year. They're just yeah. as good with him in the game. Yeah. No, you mentioned, the defense of the, the other teams have and the thing I think I saw something that said the Seahawks are the last in the league in time of possession. That kills your defense. By two minutes. I mean, By yeah, two minutes. That is just horrible. And how how many teams are afraid of us on a third and long? Um zero because we take a sack on a lot of those third longs. So they're not going, oh no, we better throw an extra guy in the back in the defensive backfield because they're going to kill us on the throw. No, they ru- they rush an extra guy. They blitz on us and sack him. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean they're not even afraid of us in third and long when they have the ball. It's just, <laughs> I'm, it's, it, where would this team be without Michael Dixon and Tyler Lockett? You know those those guys are important. They shouldn't be the most important guys, but it's like. I feel bad for Dixon because, you know, he he is one of the better punters in the NFL and he does a great job of getting kicks inside the 20. But that other team just runs the field. So maybe they don't score a touchdown, but they eat up eight or nine minutes to kick a field goal. I mean, that's, you know, by the end of the third quarter, the defense is wiped out because offense doesn't keep the ball. But Tyler Lockett complained after Tyler never complains. Right. But after the game, he was like, look, this is what's going on. I guess you heard about all that, but he was like, this is how you fix it. And then in Pete's press conference, he got that question and his response was, well, you're assuming he's right. Well, I don't want to cuss here, but why would Tyler not be right? You're not, you're not right. Pete, whatever you're seeing in this offense, it's not working. And Tyler has been there long enough and successful enough to know, Hey, maybe we should try this because it's worked in the past. It's just so frustrating. And, when Lockett complains, there's an issue, first of all. But when Pete's response is that against probably one of the nicest human beings you'll ever going to meet and one of his better players, there's something going on in the locker room. And I don't know what it is, but I'm starting to think if Lockett mentions that, then the team, several key members of the team, and they had the players only meeting this week too, several meaning, uh, key players on this team are starting to lose faith in the direction of this team is what it seems like to me. I don't know if you get the same feeling. Yeah, and you're right. Lockett doesn't Lockett doesn't even get excited when he makes a good play. I mean, he may point his finger in the direction of the first down like people do once in a while, but he's not he, he doesn't he, he just gets up and goes to the next play. And you know, the whole thing about how do you what are you assuming he's right? Well, let me tell you what, pal, who's out on the field seeing what the other team's doing? Um, Tyler Lockett is looking at okay. This what this isn't what we saw in the film. They're not doing what we saw in the film this week. Um, we need to make adjustments. And this team has never, in the past couple of years, never been good at making adjustments in game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's that's why we get our ass kicked in the in the second half is because 
you know, at halftime, wanted me to make some adjustments. And he come out and he's like, well, we didn't make any adjustments. <laughs> but Tyler Lockett's out there. He's facing these defenses, seeing this isn't what we saw on film. What, What's going on? I mean, who else is – he's got to know it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the team last week had 266 total yards of offense. Lockett had 115 of those. And most of those were on two passes, which were decent passes. But he's able to get open, and DK Metcalf is not able to get open. I, they're not – teams probably go into a game focusing a little bit more on, for some reason, on the explosiveness of Metcalf. Maybe they play off of Lockett a little bit more, or maybe Lockett's just a smarter player than – no offense to Metcalf, but a smarter player than Metcalf and just knows the holes in the field. If he knows that, if he's getting open, if he's catching 115 game uh, yards in one game when the rest of the team looks like crap, then maybe you should listen to that guy. Maybe he's got a clue as far as what's going on. It's like, hey, if we do this. But Waldron has no clue. He never called plays before he came to Seattle. We knew that going in. We thought, oh, it's going to look like the Rams offense a little bit. It doesn't look like the Rams offense at all. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't have the right quarterback. Maybe it's – I don't remember if you mentioned this last week or not, but um, maybe Russell Wilson just can only run a Russell Wilson-type offense and can't run – someone else's style of offense. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. You mentioned Metcalf. You know, if if, if you're the best wide receiver on a team and they're going to you know they're going to double team you, you have to make adjustments and get open if you're the superstar wide receiver. Every big like Randy Moss, Ocho Cinco, you know, um Megatron, those guys, they all they got they got picked on. But guess what they did? They made adjustments and they got open. So if you're going to be the superstar, you need to know you're going to be, and you need to adjust your game so you get open and don't sit there and, and you know, get mad because I'm not getting the ball. Then get open, pal. I mean, that's, you know, you got to, if you're going to be the superstar, you have to make yourself a superstar. You're not a superstar just because you are. And if And when you are, you are going to get picked on. And when you get picked on, you have to make adjustments. I mean, that's just that's football 101, maybe maybe 201. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it would have been a great catch if he had caught that deep pass when he was double covered, but he had it in his arms. I mean, you got to make plays like that if you're going to win football games. And and they're not. And and I don't think they're going to beat Washington. I think they're going to lose, even though it's, you know, I mean, they're not. They've won one home game this year. Is that right? So, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to lose to to Washington. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any. I, I think the Washington's going to do the same thing every other team. And I, I think they have a quarterback. And I don't think Heineke is a great quarterback, but he's the type of quarterback he can throw an interception or two. So maybe he'll get that. Um, maybe Sidney Jones will get that interception back that they robbed him of last week. Um, right. But uh, I think he'll come out and not try to overdo anything and hit passes over the middle. You know, Terry McLaurin will probably have 200 yards receiving this game. Yeah, I, just, I don't I don't have any confidence. I, I think it's going to be – we may score a couple touchdowns, and they'll probably have three touchdowns. So I don't think we're going to win either. Sadly, a couple of touchdowns would be a big improvement. Right. <laughs> but then they've got San Francisco coming up the week after that, and that's a loss. San Francisco is playing a lot better. I, I – I honestly see them – I mean, I guess we should think they are good enough to beat the Lions because they are. 
even though I think they're playing, they played not even down to their competition. I just don't think they have a direction of, of where they're going, but the lions game, honestly, maybe the Texans game, I can see them winning those two games. Otherwise it's gonna, I have no faith in them winning any other game at this point. Yeah, that's that's what I don't see. That's how some people say we got an easy schedule. Really? Do we really have an easy schedule? <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't. Cardinals I mean, again, Rams again. The Texans beat the Titans, and I think the Titans are a pretty good team. I mean, yeah, they don't have Derrick Henry, but still, they're they're a pretty good team, and they beat the Titans. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any any given Sunday, and honestly, the way Seattle's offense especially the offense is playing um i mean maybe if anything positive we should the defense is not good but at least they're not giving up 30 points a game even getting winded they're still only giving up what like 19 points a game or something over this last little bit so it's like i mean they're trying i guess that's the thing they're not they're not not trying and they're still giving it their all i think they've misused mayoa i think they misused adams and dunlap um I think teams have figured out how to block Daryl Taylor a little bit more because he hasn't had a sack or a quarterback hit in a while, or he just got scared when he, and I don't blame him, got scared when he had that neck injury because he hasn't been yeah. the same player since then. No. But I don't know. I just, I think they're going to lose this week. I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. I think I had predicted it was like 24 to 10 or something. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I To me, the changes they need to make are get rid of the coordinators um start over because that's the only way of doing it um i don't think Dwayne brown needs to be back i think he costs too much money for the production you're getting out of him this year i don't i don't know the the problem is like you said they don't have any draft picks so what are they going to do they're going to be a high second round draft pick but i'm kind of glad they don't have a first round pick because they would just almost said the f word screw that up yeah lj Collier uh, and rashad a- penny yeah, what's the deal with that? What I mean, I Penny seems to be on the on the Collier train now, the the same kind of treatment. But you know, and that, one of the biggest, you know, one of the the things is is they don't they don't really recognize that there's much of a problem. So, you know, if you want to make changes, you got to kind of admit there's a problem at first first before you can make any changes. And I just you know, like Pete said, well, you're assuming he's right. Well, we got to run the ball. Well, he says that all the time. Russell Wilson, oh, we just need to forget about the past. Um, okay, guys, do you see what everybody else is seeing? Or are you just trying to put the positive spin on it and your talk behind closed doors is a is a different story? I sure hope the talk behind closed doors is different than what they're telling the public because it's, it's not oh good. Gosh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a – we'll, we'll end it with this, but I think this is going to be a telling – game because they did have that players only meeting and the whole locket carol thing i mean nobody's m- making that a big deal but to me it's a bigger deal than what it seems um you know they've this team has four, lost four out of its last five games if things go badly south on monday night i'll be interested to see how the next next week goes yeah it'd be, it will be and see if some of these these people on, you know, they've been saying, oh, Russ has never had a down year and, you know, he'll pull it out and like, see what, see what they say. If it does, you know, Hey, they may, they may come out and get it together. I don't know, but I just, I don't, I just don't see the, the makings of that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. How how awesome would it be if they came out and won thirty four to seven? Be like, oh my gosh. Maybe yeah. they did. That players only meeting did help. Yeah. So hey. Maybe maybe they let Tyler they Lockett do, call they, the plays. They do know what they're doing. Hey, great. <laughs> yeah. Now they just need to do it six more times. So anyway. Extend that, extend Ken Norton Jr. Five more years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't have any faith that they'll replace either coordinator because Pete's too loyal. Which is a good trait in a human being, not a great coach, and not a good trait in a coach sometimes. But uh, that's our show, anyway. Kevin, as always, has the final two words. Go Hawks! <laughs>